to a brand new episode of Sequel Rights, the podcast where we take a look at the franchises that make you go, they made how many of those? And we give each and every sequel a fair trial. My name is Justin Camps, and I'm here with... Elizabeth Helley. And... Tyler Hymanson. Bam! Elise is back in the office! Yeah. I've uh, gone through extensive therapy to get over my fear of white people after the first purge. That's right, that's right. Yeah, um, she put on the the wall that we cannot wear masks while at work. So <laughs> that true. was rule number one. <laughs> well, watching Mamma Mia now just makes me think all white people are happy and singing sure. all the time. Oh, they're so happy. Uh, that's right. Uh, we are kicking off a brand new franchise, as we love to do, uh, with Mamma Mia, the movie. Not the musical. We didn't go see the musical to talk about it. No, we could have, but we decided not to. Actually, is Mamma Mia still playing in Vegas? I imagine it probably is. In Vegas, no. Oh. Uh, and not in New York either. It used to play at the, Man- sure a- used to play at the Mandalay Bay. Yeah, no, it's definitely not. Was it an underwater production? It was not an underwater production, but you did have to walk past it to go to the House of Blues to see all your punk rock shows. Aww. No, I looked, and there were no like theater musicals, really, other than like some Marilyn Monroe musical that was like mm-hmm. possibly closed. <laughs> so listed on Vegas.com. Yeah. So yeah, uh, no Anyways, back to the underwater version of Mamma Mia. Yeah. <laughs> it's in Atlantis. This is inverted on the bottom half of the island. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, before we uh, get too far, let's see what it looks like when you gather a bunch of middle-aged white people together to sing some songs and watch the trailer. I have a dream. A song to sing To help me cope With anything We're here for the wedding You are expecting us Oh my god, yeah (laughs) Yes Mamma mia Here I go again My, my your father here? Can you tell me? Ooh, those abatoons. Is it your boss's retirement party? No, it's a movie. <laughs> What's that I hear? <laughs> Abba? Must be someone's wedding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, it's funny that they, uh, yeah, the whole thing is put around a, a wedding. It makes so much sense. Was it written by a wedding DJ? I mean, a I mean, sentient I, wedding DJ. <laughs> <laughs> the group think wedding DJs. I mean, I'm assuming that they just had to, like, include certain things to make it fit the songs without changing a lot of the lyrics. So, like, yeah, one of the songs mentioned, like, the wedding is tomorrow. So, like, okay, we got to include a wedding in this. And then one of them's, like, about traveling. And- I like to think that these things come up of somebody who actually has a deep love of ABBA. It's, like, their favorite band. They've listened to it, and it's just, like, the images that they conjured. And then, like, once they listen to it long enough, it's like, I have a complete, like, opera in my head of yeah, putting this together. It's weird. There was actually like a um in the eighties there was a children's musical that like went in France and throughout Europe that was already like an ABBA jukebox musical. And then this lady had this idea for Mamma Mia, I guess, and she took it to the um 
the ABBA people, and they were like, ah, yeah, whatever, okay, yeah, come back to us and maybe. <laughs> and then they did, and they were like, okay, yeah, sure. Like, once she had the fully formed idea, and then they made a gajillion so dollars. Com- completely ignorant here. I, I realized that this may be the first time I've heard the phrase jukebox musical. Okay, yeah. But, so, like, but that makes total sense. Oh, yeah, it's a thing. So like, Not jukebox- a big musical guy, Tyler? I played the saxophone in middle school. Mm. <laughs> a jukebox musical is like when all these songs, typically from one artist, but sometimes from one era, all come together. And sometimes it's like uh, like this, where it's a made-up story using the songs. And sometimes it's like uh, Jersey Boys or Motown, yep. where it actually tells the story of the people and then has the songs as like performances throughout. <laughs> and this was the first one to really... like. There were a few others in the mm-hmm. 70s and 80s and 90s, but this is the first one that really... like broke out into the mainstream and it's sort of like simultaneously you know loved and reviled by like broadway people Mm -hmm. because it sort of um you know started this like scourge i guess you could say of jukebox musicals many of which were not good (laughs) um but also it broadway was not really doing so great right then it was kind of like in a slump as far as its appeal to mainstream audiences and this really like you know, started kind of like a renaissance or, you know, at least brought in a whole bunch of money. To there's Broadway. a reason that it was playing in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. a, uh, there's a Emilio and Gloria Estefan one playing in LA right now that makes me want to kill myself. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't think I'd want to go see it. I mean, I have season Emilio- tickets, so I'll be there on Wednesday. <laughs> Get on your feet. Yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah. Okay. Report back next week. Actually, that'll be interesting to hear about. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, the movie is based on this musical, um, like you said, created by, uh, you know, together with Benny and Bjorn from ABBA and um, Catherine Johnson. And it's this huge hit. And uh, apparently in the special features, the entire time they were thinking about, you know, making a movie out of this. Uh-huh. And uh, the same person who directed the original production uh, in the West End and on Broadway directs the Mamma Mia movie. Which is an interesting choice. It is an interesting Did she choice. ever direct any other movies? I think this is her this? first film, yeah. And yeah. only? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know about her only. Uh, I'm not sure. I could look. But yeah, um, it uh, it's weird. Like the Even though this musical was insanely popular, it didn't really launch anybody like that you would know off the top of your right. head. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause so it's all... kind of interesting, though, that then they got all these big name people to be mm-hmm. in the movie. Yeah, she did direct uh, the Iron Lady, oh. which was a uh, um, pretty popular. Another film. Merrill joint. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, the director we're talking about is uh, Philida. Uh, Philida, sorry, Philida Lloyd. I always wanted to say Philidia in my head, but Philidia, Philida Lloyd. Um, and you know, I, I of course I got the Blu-ray of this. <laughs> and one of the main things that they are talking about all over the thing is how this movie and the musical itself is like really um, brought together by like these three main ladies, uh, Catherine Johnson, who wrote the script and the book for the movie or for the musical, uh, Philida Lloyd, Philida Lloyd, and um, the producer Judy Kramer. Mm-hmm. Um, they're kind of like. In the movie, there's the uh, Donna and the Dynamos, yeah, mm-hmm. and they kind of compare themselves to that <laughs> right. that group, and uh, it's autobiographical. Yeah, so there there's kind of like uh, exciting stuff to celebrate about this movie being like totally brought about and created by women, and and uh, as we get into it, there's lots of great roles for middle aged women that you don't find I, a lot. Sorry, I was just gonna say, did they say it all in the commentary? Why 
does the Broadway musical or this movie take place in Greece? Like um, I spent. I think it might be for one think. Greek chorus joke. Yeah, yeah that's I what think, I was gonna I say. Is so, it just yeah. for that? Like, I, I didn't listen to the commentary. It's too much time. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, there's a literal Greek chorus throughout this entire movie. Yeah, yeah and they didn't <laughs> even <laughs> really borderline racist, but yeah. we'll get into that. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they didn't even film that much in Greece, actually. No. And Some also, it... uh, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson are executive producers, and she's kind of like Greek-American royalty. So. Yeah. So pretty cool. Um, that's a little bit of the background. Do you guys, I was thinking like... Um, you want you want to maybe go through like song by song. I feel like there's so many songs in this movie. And there is. They're trying to. I think they got all of the songs from the musical except for one that they cut out. Yes. Yeah. Which so. we can get to. Yeah. Um, and I feel like most of the most of the story is done through the songs. So I was like. And I feel like that now is a point that we can kind of bring up. It's kind of a unique thing here at Sequel Rights where we're talking about a movie. Before the sequel to this movie comes out in theaters. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and I am a ABBA novice. I didn't know that there was this many ABBA songs <laughs> uh, or really anything else. And I didn't know that that Here We Go Again or Here I Go Again was a line in... <laughs> you didn't even know that one? Oh, Mama no. Mia? Come on. No. Wow. That's like literally the second line in the song. Tyler heard Dancing Queen for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Just yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Probably in its entirety, yeah. Ugh. Uh yeah. Well, it's funny. Uh it's funny that you say that though. They do talk a lot about how um everyone really like knows these songs uh, except for Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> They're like in their blood, but maybe they're not really like listening to the lyrics. And when you hear them in this context in the musical, you're kind of like really paying attention to the lyrics more than you might be if you're just like playing the song at a wedding or something. So my mm-hmm. question is, there's more songs? Oh, um, yeah. I mean, that, I don't know how many records ABBA has, but a lot. A lot, and, a lot. and this... One really famous one that is noticeably absent from this is Fernando. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, yeah, there's got to be others, I'm sure. But... Yeah, we will find out next we will find, week. I just want to bring that up. I mean, up maybe. I, I don't like, know. Like, I don't know if the new movie is going to be all other ABBA songs or if they're going to be reprising. It's like now, now we're getting into Jimmy Eat World. And yeah. I would... <laughs> <laughs> it's just random other bands in there. That would be weird as hell. That's right. Now here comes Tom Cruise from Rock of Ages. And a one. And, and a, a two. two. <laughs> you know what to do. Uh <laughs> So yes, I I wanted to bring that up because I was sorry I was, I was counting. I, I, I was like, this is a lot of episodes. I'm like one. And then two. the whole time I'm watching it, knowing there's a sequel, I was like, wait, there's more. Yeah, there's more. There's so there's eight studio albums. Oh and, god, um, I'm sure they had a huge amount of hits. So you know they broke through like with Waterloo, which is used in the movie. Yes, mm-hmm. when they won, they won like the Eurovision contest back in oh, the '70s and. Fabulous kind of, Eurovision contest. That's kind of how they broke through to uh, you, the world. If you had to make a jukebox musical with a band of your choice, oh, I, th- maybe maybe we don't answer this now. Maybe this is later on. But like, <laughs> I already know mine. I was just thinking, <laughs> I'm like, I can't stop but think of joke answers. I'm like Dave Matthews <laughs> band. No. That's is probably that, coming is that a soon joke or is that, or is that a real one? <laughs> uh, you caught me, damn it! With the, with the, with the full cast of Crash. <laughs> It's called Crash Into You. <laughs> okay, let's make a Crash musical that uses no. that song. <laughs> it's like the main song. That would be uh, uh, fucking awesome. Oh boy. Uh, okay, well, let's get back to Mamma Mia. 
Mamma Mia. Uh, so the movie starts out with, uh, you know, it stars Amanda Seyfried as yes. one of the post uh, Mean Girls, pre Les Mis. So and she's during like, Big Love, I think. Uh, yeah. yeah. So she's kind of like known, but this is her first, I think, big solo uh-huh. helming thing. She looks uh, really she's young. Great. She's like delightful. I she think. looks really young. Yeah. I think cast because she l- can semi resembles Meryl Streep's daughter. Yeah, and I thought sure. she was a pretty good singer. Yeah, yeah it's funny because she's one of the better singers. We, in this movie. Uh, I mean, obviously, we'll get to the plot. Is that she's trying to figure out which of these three guys is her dad? And so I was like, well, obviously, it's whichever one of the three has the biggest eyes. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's true. That's true. Because Meryl doesn't have those eyes. So. <laughs> you make a good point. You make a good point. Um, yeah, so the movie starts right off with "I have a dream" or uh, "I had a dream." Have a dream. And she's like uh, taking a boat from somewhere to That's right. go to the mailbox. That's right. Yeah, so they live on this uh, fictional Greek resort island uh-huh. where uh, Mom Meryl Streep runs the like bed and breakfast or something. Yeah. She runs yeah like a hotel like villa inn. or something. Yeah. It, yeah, it's called the Villa Donna. Oh, I wonder why. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, and so her favorite Ninja Turtle is Donatello. <laughs> <laughs> So this was also like Meryl Streep's, I think, first time that she did a musical. And then she sort of became fixated and did a few more after this. But uh, there's a pretty famous uh, modern family quote about this where Cam is getting mad because uh, some of their gay friends are like, oh, my husband and I rented Mamma Mia. And I don't really know if Meryl Streep was the right choice. And Cam like goes crazy and basically says, Meryl Streep could play Batman and it would be the right choice. But... Despite that, I don't know if Meryl Streep is the right choice. Hey, she sang so well in this that years later they hired her to sing, uh, to uh, <laughs> act as the famously horrific and hilarious singer uh, Florence uh, Foster Jenkins. Florence Foster Jenkins, and she does that, uh, what is it, Ricky and the Flash, where she's like a rock star. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then, of course, Into the Woods, where she... Ricky uh, and the Flash feels a little bit like a Mamma Mia spinoff. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it does. That, that was a Diablo Cody script, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I think possibly, so, yeah. 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 And I think I her know. own daughter played her daughter I in that one, um, Yeah, I mean, okay, so in the beginning, I was Meryl's like... making choices for herself. Super mm-hmm. put off by Meryl singing for like the first two to three numbers, but I would say like around the second half, I sort of came around to it a little bit more when she was doing more of the like heartfelt, like quieter song and not quieter is not the right word, but Her, the more emotional songs, like the song where they're getting ready for the wedding and she's with, that's the, the song where it absolutely works. Yeah, slip, mm. It's slipping through my fingers. And then when she's saying winner takes it all to Pierce Brosnan, like uh, that, I guess I got it a little more in the beginning when she's singing money, money. I'm just like, this is not, no, here's, here's, <laughs> I didn't think she was that bad. Here's the argument that I have for her is that like for having this woman who was like incredibly cool to have these three dudes, like the, the the premise of the movie, in case you don't know, yeah, uh, it's kind of one of those things like The Purge, where it's seeped into pop culture. Uh, <laughs> like there's a Thirty Rock episode about this, where yeah. Tina Fey gets super excited, like oh, it's a Mamma Mia, <laughs> uh, which is my entire exposure to it. But basically, that that Amanda Seyfried doesn't know who her dad is because Meryl Streep fucked three dudes in the same summer, uh, and. <laughs> so she invites all of these these potential dads to her wedding because she wants to know who her father is. Yeah. Um, and she's convinced that when she sees them, she'll just know. And right. that is not the case because and, white people are white people. And so for, for, the, for, for the yeah. ridiculousness of this movie, Meryl Streep does embody, like, she's the anchor of in terms of this whole premise resol- revolves around 
her being this magnetic personality. And so I understand the casting and I understand why she's there. And I understand that she was like, fuck it. I want to do a musical. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but the singing is not good. I, I came around to her. I think she's better in the more than Pierce subtle, Brosnan? like w- singing to one person <laughs> as opposed to a huge, a huge number sure, does not sure. really work. Yeah. I don't know. I thought she was totally fine. Uh, and you know, watching the special features, you, you can hear some of her like singing in the booth and apparently they, um, gave all the actors options to like sing along to the recording live on camera. Lame um, status. Yeah, so uh, she apparently sang every time, uh, every every every, uh, every take? shot, every take. Damn! Even when she's climbing that goat house in the, uh, <laughs> during the her signature song, "Mamma Mia." Mamma Mia. Um, yeah. Followed by the Greek chorus. That was the first time the Greek chorus really. I mean, they were there for the money, money, but the first time yeah. they started popping up, like, yeah. <laughs> I love that. There, there's, so there's like. <laughs> there's, there's all this talk in like the beginning of the movie about like, oh my god, my my uh, my hotel is so run down and I can't like this. Don't sit on that chair; it's broken. Don't use the toilet; yeah. it doesn't flush. And I'm like, no wonder they're fucking not getting anything done. You, these white people are fucking roping their the workers into singing songs every yeah. two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, <laughs> like every every five minutes they're fucking doing a big musical number and they're roping in the I know it's supposed to be like the Greek chorus but it's just like the workers like drop what they're doing and start yeah. singing with yeah. everyone yep. and they're like no one are they getting any shit done they're, cl- they're scaling walls <laughs> so they could peek over a ledge at the right time <laughs> there's it's one no, lady that's like carrying a bundle no of sticks and she's like their economy's in tatters yeah. <laughs> this island is fucked they don't stop singing songs <laughs> right now get to goddamn work you gotta ignore the rhythm <laughs> but uh yeah so the, the 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 movie starts out with like some killer songs it's got honey honey where uh sophie is like reading what must be the lyrics out of her mom's diary <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> kind of like singing about all these encounters um and then it goes into money 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 and then they couldn't keep the rhyme going and they sang mama mia after that <laughs> But it was funny, like, uh, you know, as much as uh, I was watching this movie, like, oh, this is so cheesy, and like, god damn it. Like, every time the song started, I was like, fuck, these are fucking amazing these songs. These are great songs. <laughs> well, that's yeah. the thing, like, it sounds so silly how many times they say honey in the first two songs because it rhymes with money, but like, the whole thing about ABBA was that they started not speaking English, right. and that they just got these songs and phonetically learned them, and so the words are not that totally. deep or complicated. Yeah, I think somebody or uh, one of the producers or somebody in the band was like, you know, got to change these lyrics to English, uh, especially with like Waterloo. And then it was like a huge hit. Yeah, it's crazy. something about it. Just like, it's crazy to me how much this movie is stilted, like it conveyances between. Right, well, like here's here's some people talking. Let's get to a point that we have this song. Like this is the movie why people who say they hate musicals hate musicals mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah because it's just like now we're gonna start singing for like for a reason like we're gonna set up this premise but that being said the songs are so fucking fun they're yeah, so good that like you're just like Ugh, eye roll and yeah. by the time your eyes make it all the way back around you're like you're like mama you're like, mia <laughs> <laughs> Well, and it really goes down to also, and I always forget which one is which, so Tyler, you can help me, but there's like the diegetic and the non-diegetic musical mm-hmm. numbers. Right, right. And which one is which? Uh, non-diegetic is where it, 
is like I'm singing all of a sudden and it's advancing all of a sudden. the plot. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. diegetic is when like and now we're performing. And right. It's like in the yeah. in yeah, the like, real world. Exactly. Yeah. It's like it's yeah. like or a song's play how it goes. Yeah. And so the fact that they have this device of Donna and the Dynamos, like this little singing group that Meryl is in with her two friends, like and some of the songs are purely just like them singing mm-hmm. as a performance. And I almost wish that they had leaned into that a little bit more with like maybe put two or three of the songs over to the other side of being performances because yeah. some of them are just a little bit, they just don't fit the moment and they are feel really shoehorned in. And I would have just rather had it been like, and now we're performing again. The like, biggest yeah. example I feel like of this is the, uh, uh, and we're skipping in front uh, That's fine. Uh, songs right here, but uh, is the, uh, is it take a chance on me? I, I, are you thinking <laughs> SOS? No. You don't know the song. I don't know the song. Doesn't know the song. You got to sing it so we know I was which just, one. I was thinking of the one where uh, uh, it's the bachelor party. And um, he's like, oh, yeah. And he has, a, now I have a cigar. That is, um, <laughs> oh, gosh. That's the Voulez Vous, right? Super Trooper? No, 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 that's the bachelorette party. It's before that when she jumps off the boat. Yeah, I didn't write it down, but I know what you're Because it's the worst song. About. That's <laughs> why. That's why that, that I just thought it was really funny too how like they're on this tiny little island and all of a sudden this guy has like fifty bros at his bachelor party, like ready to do a dance number, like on the dock. And then all of a sudden they cut to her bachelorette party and it's like fifty chicks. So like the only people they invited to this wedding were people who also attended the Bachelor That's Bachelorette right. parties. Right. That song yeah, the, the song is Lay All Your Love on yes, Me. Yes, yes. Where we get to hear the dulcet tones of Howard Stark himself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, is that Dominic <laughs> Cooper? Yeah. yeah. Oh and, God, and, and his name is Sky? <laughs> no. And again we get another chronicle of Tyler watching a movie on a train. Oh no. Where where there's some cool black teenagers and they glance over and here's this goofy nerdy white dude watching a bunch of dudes on the dock dance with slippers <laughs> on. That was the dumbest scene. I was like, oh my god. And I was just like, oh, Oh no! <laughs> I was like, I almost like spit out my drink when yeah. like they're 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 singing, um, you know, like from from here to eternity on the beach, like while the the ocean's yeah. washing over them, and then like while they're singing, all of a sudden these guys like with scuba gear pop up out of the water, like the Navy <laughs> SEALs going to yeah. kill Bin Laden, and then, like... and then you can like before they're fully out of the water, and you can tell they're like still would have water in their mouths. You can hear them singing in the backing track, like lay on your. Love. This is what this is the one of the major arguments of why you shouldn't allow first-time directors to make a giant musical with yeah. a bunch of stars. Apparently, they were originally supposed to do that whole dance with the flippers on the beach. Uh-huh. But they couldn't get the right, like, you know, jumping. Turns out that's hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they're like, let's do it on the pier instead. Yeah. Well, yeah. And speaking of the director, I mean, I think, though, to give her credit, there are a lot of, like, really beautiful, like, travel porn shots yeah. uh, in oh, this no, thing. Absolutely. And, like, absolutely. a lot of, like, Amanda Seyfried being lit very well in the sunset and things like that. And not yeah, not, cool. not talking shit. This is a very goofy scene, and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. musicals have goofy oh, scenes, for sure, and this yeah. is the goofiest one. Yeah. It's funny. Um, I ended up thinking, like, I, first of all, I love that this movie has so many people from the musical, the original musical involved, mm-hmm. like the director, the choreographer, the mm-hmm. music director. 
all people from the musical. Um, but I did end up thinking that a lot of the, you know, in the translation to film, I felt like a lot of the musical numbers were well staged, but the choreography within them was kind of lame. It was yeah. so simple. Yeah, like, yeah it, it was, was very like, simple. I could we could probably learn this with a yeah, dance and the choreographers video on the, the special features like even if it looks like it's improvised, we planned it. And guys, like, we okay. know about. <laughs> dancing on film that's true because we've watched step up and oh, I'm, yeah. I, I'm actually kind of not fucking around with this and <laughs> that like when they were dancing on the dock i was like the mob did so much better the mob would have <laughs> owned uh, them the mob would have owned this bachelor yeah, party. i guess you just kind of kind of think of like how much are they really leaning into the fact that it's like these are just a bunch of rando people who are not like trained musicians and yeah. dancers, like the characters. And so that's why the dancing is very like, do, 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 like, you know, it looks like wedding dancing, like yeah. YMCA or the Macarena. But they're whatever. in a line all dressed similarly. <laughs> and there were, uh, there were a few, um, sequences where, uh, the editing was like super hectic, but because it yeah. was supposed to be, which, right kind of like takes away from you know certainly what was probably a big choreographed number but the camera's moving around and following the dads like when they're doing voulez-vous and it's like in the middle of like yeah, the yeah. bachelor party and the hens night or whatever they call it yeah <laughs> yeah uh you know and it's like amanda seafree getting like a split second with all the dads but that was a really hectic scene i kind of liked it but it just doesn't get to like kind of showcase right all the work that the dancers were doing and yep. stuff but i don't know i thought it was cool I feel like, yeah, the, the doc scene stands out as something where it's like, I completely agree with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. That scene where they're setting it up as like, these are not just wedding dancers. These are professional dancers in a line dancing on a dock, and they look like Steamboat Willie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How dare you? Besmirch <laughs> the good name of Steamboat, Steamboat Willie. Willie. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess getting back to the characters, we got the three mystery dads, and they are Colin Firth. Uh, who used to be a punk guy, I it's guess. Henry Harry, Bright. Harry, Harry Bright. Yeah. Oh, it was Harry. Head, Harry Headbanger Harry Bright. Yeah. yeah. And then right, you've right. got um, Stellan Skarsgård, who is Bill Anderson. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like a travel writer, right? And he, yeah. he's, he's the one the who's got a He's the adventurous guy. Yeah. And then good old Pierce Brosnan, James Bond himself. Remington James Bond. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan <laughs> p- playing the American. Yeah. Yep. Was he supposed to be American? Yeah, he had a U.S. passport. Yep. Yeah, but I just thought that he was like he I mean, lived in America, but was still British. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I guess he had a U.S. passport, so I was like, yeah. okay. I know he came from the U.S. because I remember him <laughs> saying like in the cab, "Get me to JFK." But like, he didn't he have a British accent throughout the movie? He probably did. Uh, I, I, <laughs> he did. He did. So he is uh, the most curious of the three dads, and he is like kind of the lead because he's the one that still has like a romantic connection with uh, Donna Meryl Streep. Yeah, he came back. Yeah. That's right. And, uh, so but they all came back in a way because when they all got Sophie's invitation, they were all excited to see Donna again. Yeah, but he came back before. That's right. <laughs> Getting ahead of ourselves, but yes. So yeah, back. he apparently left her, you know, stranded and went off to go back to the girl he was engaged with. And you find out later that he actually came back, but saw that she had moved on with these other two bros. And so he bailed. You know, this movie has a giant dangling thread, or maybe I missed this. Where Bill's character, Stellan Skarsgård, he has a, a great aunt named Sophia. Yeah, they never resolve. It's just a coincidence. <laughs> I think that was more like uh, a red yeah. herring, or or just like they they say that like oh she he's like oh uh, I heard that she gave her money away to family and it turned out like that Donna got all her money right. 
So, yeah, but it could be just that she considered Donna. Yeah, like exactly. Yeah, surrogate or, daughter. Who you know, took no care one really knew who the the right. kid was with, and maybe her. So, aunt so yeah, basically, like the show, Bill thinks that that Sophia could be his daughter because her name is Sophia, named after a great aunt, and this hotel, which was apparently Pierce Brosnan's idea uh, on this Greek <laughs> island, uh, was financed by Bill's great aunt's passing yeah and, who meryl streep had like taken care of in her right. old age and so and he was like i thought she always gave that money to family yeah type of thing yeah. and then that the movie the movie floats that out there and then like a balloon escaping a quinceanera it goes off into the distance and was never retrieved <laughs> i have i have three dads yeah i yeah. think there's just like supposed to be a red herring i guess like just like how the fact that she can draw a really crappy sketch of Pierce Brosnan and makes you think that then he's her daughter. But we don't then, know who. Or she's his right? daughter. Yeah, no, we never find out. I yeah. mean, spoiler alert, they do a Mamma Mia, like you said, and they decide yeah. to say, hey, we're all your dad. Like, yeah. And this, this like, goes on to become, like, a really almost like a trope like they make yep. fun of this like in glee uh like that rachel has her two dads and she never finds out who it is yeah. and yeah. Um, i think like uh there's like character in sense eight who has three different dads <laughs> like they just <laughs> never find out yep. they're like oh yeah like these are my three dads we don't know which one it is yeah my three dads more present presents at christmas man. that's right yeah um so yeah so pierce brosnan kind of takes uh you know halfway through the movie kind of takes more of the lead role out of all right the dads. much to everyone's dismay I know, and unfortunately, uh, by the end of the movie, I was like, fuck, d- does Pierce Brosnan sing the most songs in this movie, or am I just, like, <laughs> equ- like he more perturbed every songs. time he sings? It's the worst. Bad. It's, like, uh, it's so uh, overwhelmingly obvious that, like, the... Uh, <laughs> the female talent overpower the male, male talent as far as singing. Yeah, <laughs> in this entire movie, like none of them can sing. None like, of the guys I don't think can Stellan sing. Stellan Skarsgård sang at all, really. And then no, he did. Colin Firth had like one little nice moment on the boat, but then the other times he sang, it was bad, real it was, bad. It was so funny. The, <laughs> the special features, like for a couple of the guys, like Dominic Cooper and Pierce Brosnan, the musical director said the same thing about both of them. He's like, Pierce tried so hard. He worked so hard. <laughs> And they're like, Dominic Cooper, he was so scared, but he worked so hard. Oh, <laughs> and they never say, like, he was a great singer to start. It's just always like, he worked he so hard. He worked so hard. <laughs> yeah. There's, he just, he bad. did so there's, much work. Is real There's bad. a song. Uh, and they don't do anything to help him. Like, they no. just let it be bad. And not yeah. only does he sound bad, he looks goofy as fuck when he's yeah, singing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, I kept thinking, like, wow, this man is so good looking, but he looks so dumb right now. Yeah, like, yeah he just looks <laughs> like what you would imagine, like, some, you know, I mean, they're playing dads, so it's just like your friend's dad suddenly jumping Ugh. into song or something. There's like, one, well, I guess this. There's one song towards the end where he's giving a heartfelt plea to uh, Meryl Streep, and you could tell that they just like cut out half the song probably because they were like enough of this. Like yeah, where he yeah, only sings yeah. like one chorus of it, whereas like, all I the do, other I do. Yeah, yeah, I do, I do. Yeah, he just it was like a half song. All of a sudden, Meryl Streep just jumps in. She's like, yeah, 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 I do, I do. Let's end this song. The one thing he's good for though is I got to go back and get these, but there are going to be some amazing gifts of Pierce Brosnan dancing because yeah. it's so bad. <laughs> also, there's an amazing shot. Of- <laughs> <laughs> the end when like uh, uh Meryl Streep sings her uh um the winner takes it all like big huge number like spilling her guts out and she like runs away from him up this like huge long staircase <laughs> up to the church and there's a shot <laughs> of like Pierce Brosnan still all the way down the stairs and it zooms in on him and he's like Donna <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so, like, the water crashes behind him. And it just looks so dumb. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's bad. Yeah. Man. Uh, yeah. And oh, and we should say, too, that um, Donna's dynamos are her two friends. Um, oh, yeah. There's friends. Yeah. Julie Walters and Christine Bransky, who mm-hmm. are both like, you know, really well established Broadway yeah. <laughs> singers. And so they kind of back up yeah. Meryl and keep yeah. her uh, keep her honest, I guess. But uh, I thought they were kind of annoying, like from the get go. They, they were. They are kind incredibly of annoying. annoying. I did think that Christine Bransky, though, might have been one of the only people that really, really knew what movie she was in and was full on. That's absolutely absolutely correct. There's a completely extraneous number where she's like... flirting with a, a young male bartender that is just like so stupid which I, I was kind of like do I want this to be cut out or do I think it's great just because she's so funny and yeah. she's like just really leaning <laughs> into it she's dancing her ass off yeah. there's, okay so this is actually my favorite visual thing in this movie it's like <laughs> so like the, like the, there's all there's hijinks right like there's, there's so many hijinks there's hijinks yeah. in this movie where uh, uh, Sophia doesn't tell her mom that she's inviting these oh, people. Yeah. Everyone is and not everyone, aware of everything. And ev- everyone's got schemes, right? And so one of the schemes is that Donna's friends are going to take the other dudes out mm-hmm. and, and and distract them for the day and try to find out like why right. they're there. Yeah, and so then Colin Firth is on, is is on the the boat, uh, a paddle, paddle boat, boat, a paddle boat <laughs> with her, and uh, and then so she he ends up jumping off, and then this young bartender jumps on, and she's like doing this amazing like. I have my feet up. I'm not paddling. She wasn't paddling at all. It was yeah. just Colin Firth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Co- Co- Colin Firth is. is so I assume they were going and, in a circle. And, and, and he's struggling. Like, he can't <laughs> yeah. get it done. And then, like, while she's trying to get away from this young bartender dude, she just starts paddling. And then it's just like, what like there's she? a motor on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the whole thing is a stilted reason for a song about like does, I can't take I can't, know I can't take a risk on you type of thing. It's the milf song. Yeah, <laughs> it was just like so. Classic There's a part milf where she song. like gets on her knees and they don't show what she's doing, and it turns out she was just like tucking his towel in his pants <laughs> to yeah. make it look like he was wearing a diaper. Like it's so stupid. But, like you, you know how you do. <laughs> But she's just really funny, and you could tell that she was, like, yeah. more than anybody. It was just like, fuck this, I'm hamming it up, you yeah, know? Like, yeah. And she was playing, like, this, uh, you know, thr- thrice-divorced woman who had had all yeah. this plastic surgery and whatnot. And <laughs> she was just so funny. She's like an American treasure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. Like, yeah. She knows absolutely what movie she's in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and there's kind of, like, this weird parallelism between Donna and and her two best friends and Sophia and her Bridesmaids? I yeah, suppose? her two completely forgettable generic bridesmaids. <laughs> right. No, yeah. yeah. Like, they, 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 they bring them in, like, oh, like it's going to be this whole thing. And then they're just there to be young, attractive women, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. By the way, like, you guys, like, we are three friends and we should really have, like, a little song that we sing every oh my God. time okay, we get no. together, right? I wanted I mean, to get we in. could do, like, just the intro to sequel rights every time, but it's not really musical enough. You it's, know? A, like, it's a thing that's a trope in this movie where, like, the bridesmaids get. Get out and they like they have a dumb fucking chance. I forget what it is. Yeah, it's like and- I'm tall, she's small, and you're awesome. And then and then Donna have they have their whole like intro as their doo-wop group. Yeah, <laughs> doo-wop. They're basically Disco. like ABBA ripoff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean they some of the song they wrote the song Super Trooper apparently. <laughs> 
they should be no, mega they said stars. that uh, Harry wrote that song and she oh, appropriated that's right. it. That's right. So I'm sure he can sue her for all the royalties. Yeah. Is that what the movie Super Troopers is named, named after? No, it's spelled differently. But is it is it S O U P? Is it soup? No, it's true. T R O U P. Super trooper. Um, uh, I was like, one of my. Uh, well, I have a new idea for a super restaurant now. <laughs> super trooper. Um, one of my favorite, like, really short, totally unnecessary scenes in this movie involves the other uh, Dynamo girl, uh, Julie Walters, uh, who plays Ro- Rosie Mulligan in the movie. Um, <laughs> there's a Hercules scene. Hercules Mulligan. Hercules. <laughs> there's a there's a scene. <laughs> She gets the fuck back up again. <laughs> yeah, there's a scene where like they're all gonna go like they all split up to go tackle the different dads or whatever, and she's gonna go meet up with dad the dads. tackles. Yeah, she's gonna go meet up with the uh, Bill Hashtag on the boat. Dad tackles. <laughs> dad tackles. <sighs> Anyways, <laughs> so Julie Walters as Rosie Mulligan. She's like, there's this really short scene of her getting on the tiniest raft and put raft and pushing it off the pier. <laughs> and it's just a scene of her like, all right, she's standing up on this raft and she's like, okay, what do I do? Uh, 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 uh. And then she totally falls all the way in the water. Yeah, and, and then that was end of scene. And then apparently she swam the rest of the way to the to the boat where where Stellan Skarsgård gets to make a joke. Where uh, there's it's actually this is a pretty funny scene. Okay, so yeah. at this point, all the dads think that they're Sophia's the dad, dad yeah. right? And uh, so Bill Stellan Skarsgård. Has it? He was like, I'm not like I don't. I'm not a dad. Like that's not my personality. And where Colin Firth is like, oh my god, I've been waiting for this for my entire life, type of thing. And they have a conversation where Stellan Skarsgård thinks that Colin Firth has just realized that he's gay. (laughs) (laughs) And Colin Firth thinks that Stellan Skarsgård is freaking out about sleeping with Julie. Yeah, yeah, uh, (laughs) Julie Walters with with an older woman. Yeah, and and it's overheard and and hijinks ensue again uh but there's a joke that's so on the nose that i enjoyed it <laughs> where where she swims to the boat she's looking over and she's like and built and selling scars guards like yep like uh, oh oh you're here never mind we'll we'll table this conversation we're making eggs like sunny and so then he stands up and he's wearing like like <laughs> and he basically moons the camera which apparently like if you like from the the thor movies like Stellan Skarsgård will always get naked for your movie i guess so like yeah. that is something that, director, that directors will tell you yes <laughs> i forgot about like, that like, dude's going to get naked uh, <laughs> and and so he moons everybody and the joke that he says almost adr off camera is like yeah sunny side up with plenty of ham <laughs> <laughs> which is just like <laughs> Still in Skarsgård, like, you old, dirty, hilarious man. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's supposed to be, like, this whole romance between them, which I didn't get at all. And so when he, when she first came to the boat, I was like, what? What's happening? And then I was like, okay, I guess that's a thing. And then at the wedding reception at the very end, um, there's a whole song of uh, Take a Chance on Me where she's basically, like, chasing him down to oh sexually assault him. Yeah. And, um, I felt so awkward that when the way this song starts, she's like... She's like, I'm going to give a toast okay. and then sings a whole song about trying to have I have, sex to, I have to say a thing. But she like, says it, like, sideways to him, like... As soon as this movie starts, <laughs> I was like, well, there's three of them. There's, there's three, three of them. Yeah. Like, you're going to pair off. Because I didn't know anything about this movie when I, like, started watching it. Like, I hadn't seen the play mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. 
And uh, when I was like, oh, well, he's gay. Like, okay, so it's not happening. Like, and then, like, when the, when the wedding actually happened and what happens is that Sophia decides that she's want to get married and that Pierce Brosnan and Meryl Streep end up getting married. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, not something I saw coming. I was like, oh, they didn't do, like, the thing where they're going to force, uh, you know, these relationships to happen. I'm actually like pleasantly surprised by that. That was nice. And then she's like, ding, 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 ding. I'm doing a speech. We're going to be together now. And I'm like, fuck. Well, <laughs> I spoke so, too soon. I didn't even get that Colin first character was supposed to be gay when he was having that conversation in the boat yeah. with Bill. I thought it was all hijinks and misunderstanding. Uh, like, I was like, in my notes, I was like, holy shit, does he think he's gay? But I didn't yeah. think he was gay. Like, there was no, no, no yeah, it's lead like, up before and that. So, and then it's played off. I actually didn't like the way that this was revealed, like, in the wedding scene Colin Firth is basically like oh I never thought I was gonna have kids and then he like says he like looks at some dude that he like apparently he says just you're the first woman I ever loved and the last and he whatever. looks at some dude who like some Greek guy that he apparently like just met there. Yeah. so I was like so are they trying to imply that-, that he just figured out he was gay for real so apparently like <laughs> I mean I went and like looked this up in the um you know for the musical apparently in the musical the whole time he keeps referring to like his other half and so they just think that he's married or uh, then in this one they played it off like he had dogs he or whatever dogs, yeah. yeah apparently the whole time he keeps referring to his other half and then at the end his husband like shows up or whatever that's to be- me it would have been so better. much nicer and better but instead yeah. it's played off as like the typical like he's gay gag like haha isn't and that so funny and he makes so some funny? joke about like I'm gonna have to come back to this island more yeah often. like oh he's gay and he just <laughs> fucked that random man you know like it's just like okay that's, fine that's like, awful I hated it yeah I really that's didn't like it really yeah it was awful. bad because uh, if, if, if it was that like it would be very very sweet because he tries to pay for the wedding and he wants yeah. to be a father and he's like it's and like it mean it's meaningful for him of yeah. like uh, you know, I never thought this was something I would have. Or yeah, like but like, instead they're like, "Oh, hey, he just realized he's gay right now." Like, and there's you know, literally a gratuitous, it. like, slow motion shot of because like a water main burst at some point. Yeah, everyone gets, <laughs> everyone like, gets wet. While where dancing. like Colin Firth is like shirtless, hugging a random Greek dude. Yeah, I hated. He's the way in the that final that shot was. of the movie uh, where they're kissing, and he's just shirtless in the background. Like, yeah, <laughs> I just I like, thought that was really funny. I, <laughs> I'm totally fine with the Free like, Colin! with the story being that one of these dads turned out to be gay like that to me is great but the way that they actually execute it in this movie i hated so yeah like the fact that he was like in arrested development for his entire yeah. life and he had to come back to this island to realize that like yeah yeah i didn't like and then it. it was just like oh random guy yeah and so another change that the movie makes i guess is that the song with um uh I keep wanting to say the wrong actress's name. Julie Walters, uh, Rosie, you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she Hercules Mulligan. Apparently the whole, yeah, <laughs> he needs no introduction. <laughs> um, so uh, I guess that song, Take a Chance on Me, happens earlier in the movie, and it's just a song with like her and Bill in like a bar, and she's like trying to get with him, basically. That makes sense. And I guess typically in the casting of the musical, um, that character is typically cast as a larger actress and so then i guess it's kind of that whole comedy thing of like here's this heavy set woman that's hitting on a man like you know the melissa mccarthy thing that people think is funny um and so then uh so uh, so then yeah uh so but at least it would have come up earlier i think you know i did yeah i did like i was like simultaneously rolling my eyes and also being like Man, these, this song is fitting perfectly here because, like, he yeah. over she she you know earlier in the movie had been like, 
Oh, I, I'm not going to like try to get with anyone. I don't care about that. Yeah. I'm fine being by myself. And then she overhears that Bill is an author at the very end. Yeah, they're end. both famous authors. And then she's like, oh. And then she starts singing the lyrics, and it's like so perfect. She's like, if you change your mind. Yeah. It's like, you're, also, you're also claiming trying to pursue a false immortality. Yeah. And then it turns publishing? into like a Tom and Jerry sketch where she's yeah, like chasing him around. Yeah, I think it's just the execution again. Like if she hadn't been like weirdly chasing him and he looked like legitimately scared for his own <laughs> personal safety. Like if it had been more of a cute like, ah, you know, like if he had looked even slightly into it, it could have been a cute thing. But instead love- <laughs> it just came off as totally creepy. But I love how they like play off the, she's like, she sings the line, we can go dancing. And he like has a face like, we can go walking. <laughs> like, I love how they turn like what's just a regular it's, song. It's a weird a thing where it's like one of the last songs in the movie and it's kind of when the movie really feels comfortable in the tone that it's set. Uh, and so it is this kind of Tom and Jerry thing, but it does exist. It feels comfortable in the world that they've kind of built, <laughs> and it's slapstick and silly. And yeah, they're and... like hanging off the roof. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's it's, it's not... like in the middle of my wedding speech, I left to chase a man on I a roof. danced on a table, and then it's, like, it's basically <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah. We got down with that shit. Fuck it. Like now we're now we're doing this, and it's kind of the movie has that air to it and it and it kind of leans into it at the end here and it didn't bother me because it didn't feel like that it was trying to be something other than this which is all the movie is <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and a way that that was refreshing i guess <laughs> so yeah th- and then this is the scene yeah where like we said the water main breaks yep and uh, they all dance. Uh, everyone gets wet. Everyone takes their shirts off. I'm yep. like, stop it. And then, <laughs> and then they... well, he's gay. Of course, he has to take yeah, his shirt Pierce off. Pierce Brosnan takes his shirt yeah. off too. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> look, so look forward funny. to the gifts, guys. Uh, I know there's some dancing um, gifts. And then uh, they reprise a couple songs, and we uh, we get like this encore performance thing at the end. And this apparently it happens on fun. stage as well. Which Always I thought was yeah. fun. So they sing. Um, they they go into the credits singing uh, Dancing Queen again, mm-hmm. right? And then, what did you guys... Okay, so let's explain how this is. Okay, so uh, well, I want to talk about the transition of just going into the credits, okay, where okay. it's the silhouette of... of oh, I yeah, she sings them... I Have a Dream Again, and they're all taking off on various boats, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, and then but then the silhouettes of Donna's uh, group. What were they called? The Dynamos. Dynamos. The Dynamos. Uh, like... Charlie's angels out over the moonlit water, <laughs> and then it cuts to them in full disco gear, full Abba gear. Yeah, full Abba gear. That's how they dressed. Doing just like a a, a music video. Yeah, shoot. they sing Dancing Queen. Yeah, and then uh, they they get to the end of the song, and they're like, Yeah, yeah, one more and, song. And, and like Meryl Streep is like up at the camera, like, Yeah, you did you love that? Yeah, yeah. And then she's like, You want to hear another one? Like right at the camera and. I remember so I, I remember seeing this in theaters and I was like, damn, they were so confident that like people in the theater were gonna be like, fuck yeah. And, like, and people were when I saw yeah. this, oh, like wow. people were cheering along because like it was such a I mean, those songs, like we said, are amazing. Yeah. So people are like on a high from that. Yeah. And then it looks like she's talking to you and people cheered. But like <laughs> watching it here in my apartment by myself, I was like, this is so fucking ridiculous. It made me feel dumb. She's like, looking right me- at you like, you guys want another one? And I Watch, was like, no, nah, I'm it good. on the train with my <laughs> headphones on. I was like, no. I'm good, Meryl. You can, yeah. you can go now. I've heard enough. And then they bust into Waterloo. 
Yeah. Because that's one that, despite all best efforts, they're like, we really just can't shoehorn this one in there. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. about European history. <laughs> like, oh, just put that on the encore, which they do apparently on Broadway always as well. And they bring out everybody in funny costumes and, you know, whatever. Oh, man. I just thought that was really funny. I just. It, you know, because here I am sitting in my apartment and it's dead silent. <laughs> you want to know? <laughs> she's like, she's like holding her hand up to her ear, like, "What's that? <laughs> another song? <laughs> you want another one?" And I'm just like, <laughs> totally silent. <laughs> Eli's getting real excited Eli's over here. Excited. She punched the microphone. Eli's wanted just, another song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sing it, Meryl. Oh, God. Sorry about that. Uh, but that was so funny. And also, they bring out the guys who are just looking ridiculous as fuck. Yeah. Well, I feel like it's about that time when we talk about how we feel about this movie overall. Hmm. Yeah, probably. And... I want to, like... Oh. Oh. Oh, I was going to say I wanted to give, like, a quick aside about musicals during this time. Sure. Uh, the So this movie came out in 2008, right? So the 2009 Oscars uh, <laughs> were produced by Bill Condon, who produced, you know, Chicago and mm-hmm. um, a lot of other musicals. And he got Buzz Lerman to, I think, write and direct this insane musical number to declare that the musical was back because of Mamma Mia and High School Musical 3. And so he got Hugh Jackman, Beyonce, Zac Efron and Vanessa Hudgens, and then Amanda Seyfried and Dominic Cooper to perform this, like, insane medley of, like, songs from famous musicals, but then also Mamma Mia and High School Musical 3 on stage. I vaguely remember In, like, Top Hats and Tails. And the one reason that I know a lot about this is because they got the USC band drummers to, like, stand in tuxes and, like, play drums in the background. And they were, I guess the Oscars were really insistent on that it had to be all guys. So the band was like, okay, any girls in the drum line, like, you're out. We're just going to take random people, like, from the band that are men and, like, allow them to have this awesome opportunity. It's the Academy, so sure. Yeah, Uh, because, uh, you know, they... They didn't dare say, like, oh, hey, Academy, you know, no one's going to be able to tell their gender under top hats and tails and drum harnesses. So why don't you just, like, take our girls? They were like, no, let's just bring in the random guys that are popular in the band. But anyways, the funny part about this thing is that at the end, like, Hugh Jackman, like, just goes, like, the musical is back. Like, that's, like, the (laughs) final line of the the medley. Yikes. Like, it's just, like... I think they were putting the cart ahead of the horse a little bit. It's weird that they didn't get Pierce Brosnan for this. (laughs) Yeah, he should have been there. He should have been there. Yeah, it was rough. And I think it's just funny, too, that they included this dude, Dominic Cooper, like thinking that he was going to be like this young, like Zach Efron y type guy to go on and do all these musicals. And like he did not. Yeah. (laughs) He's doing better things than musicals. That's right. Preacher. Yeah. But, did, uh, did you ever see uh, Mamma Mia, the musical? I know, I didn't know. No, this neither. was like during a uh, high school, early college time for me, so I didn't have yeah. money or transportation or things like that. My um, parents saw it in Vegas, which means that it was only 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, I think my parents, when this came out, I didn't even see it in theaters because I think I was at oh, school. Oh, no, I didn't see this in theaters. Yeah, and so my I parents one, bought huh? me the, you know, Bless Their Hearts musical movie, they assumed, and so they just bought it for me for Christmas, and so I, I think I watched it once and then i had like 
carried the DVD from house to house this entire time and not touched it until today. Yeah. I, I was They graduate. had a premonition that one day yeah. you're going to be talking about Mamma Mia the movie on a podcast. About I was graduating sequels. film school, so my nose was turned up so far away from this movie. <laughs> I'm sure that I. I'm sure that I had. Oh, you didn't even know who Abba was. No, like, I, know. <laughs> I I gotta say I do appreciate it more now because I think I did know some of those songs back then, but I think now like knowing more of them and having a better sense of like what Abba means to popular culture, like I definitely enjoyed the movie a little bit yeah, more than the I songs did. Are I mean, I talked a lot of shit about this movie, but I had a lot of fun watching. It's it. fun. Like, it's so catchy. Yeah, on the train. On the train with all your friends. With all of my <laughs> friends. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, it was a really big movie musical. I don't know if the musical was officially back, and I still don't know if it's really back. Like, you get one here and there, but, like, there's not, like... What about The Greatest Show? The Greatest Show, man. Yeah, I mean, that, to me, is there. And then, of course, you know, I'm sure you want to hear me talk more about how La La Land isn't really a good movie musical. (laughs) Whatever, whatever. Justin's eyes just went, like, all the way back into his head. (laughs) I like that movie. All right. Uh, well, okay, so we're at the end here. How many mystery dads out of ten? That's exactly what I was going to say. Yes! <laughs> I was like, I was going to be like, how many three dads? No, no, no. it was mystery dads. That's exactly what I was getting to. Yes. yes. We're, at, we're in sync. <laughs> Co-host sync. <laughs> yeah, Elis, how many mystery dads? Uh, first of all, I have to say this whole mystery dad thing is really like a white privilege situation because ethnic people, it's pretty obvious who the mystery dads are, unless they're all the same ethnicity. <laughs> I was I've like, seen, I've, I've seen that episode of Mari. <laughs> <laughs> Who's my daddy? But I guess I will have to give the movie, um, oh gosh, I want to be mean, but I also don't. Let's say, uh, <laughs> be truthful. Six mystery dads. That's so high. If you want to be mean. <laughs> that's so, that's high. so high. If you want to be mean, if you, if that you, is, yeah, that was me being mean. No, it's not being that's mean. That's not be mean truthful. at all. Yeah. I have to, uh, I'm not going to give it six and I'm, I enjoyed it. Oh, all right. Six. Yeah, no, I'm going to say six because it's a musical okay. still. It's still, I've still thought of the quality was good. Um, I went to the post office and sent out five letters to my f- <laughs> five mystery dads. If you had a dream list, who are your five? Who are your yeah, five who are the other two? Like, yeah. say say you kept those three. Who would your other Ooh. two mystery dads be? Um, Sam Raimi. Yeah. Oh That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> Sam Raimi. And uh, what about um, uh, Zach Efron? <laughs> <laughs> No, you'd be his mystery dad. Okay? I want him to be my dad. Okay. No, I mean, the, the one that the one that I'd have on here, but if I include him in this ranking scale, that it would be completely skewed because it would be one of the greatest movies of all time. Is Kurt Russell? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I want yeah. Kurt Russell to be my dad. I think Liam Neeson would be a good mystery dad. Ooh, Liam yeah. Neeson would be a good mystery dad. Yeah. Uh, you'd have a sudden urge to fight wolves. <laughs> If you grew up with that urge, once more. That's true. Liam Neeson, Liam might be Neeson your dad. was my mystery dad. If anything ever happened to me, like as if I was taken, <laughs> you know, I'd be safe. He would come so. after you. But everything that ever happened to you would also be responsible by metachlorine. So mm-hmm. true. Mm, true. That's the trade off. That's true. Uh, I give this four mystery dads right. with my extra mystery dad being Kurt Russell. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. That's a good dad. Good dad. That's a good dad. He he did musicals. He did. Mm-hmm. And he was also a computer who wore tennis shoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh god all right well uh you know that's gonna bring us to the end here uh next week we have a very exciting episode for you guys we're gonna be doing another here uh, we go again 
Yeah. <laughs> Mamma Mia, here we go again. Literally. I was going to say another uh, brand new movie for you guys. That's right. Straight out of the theaters. So, spoiler warning. We will get that out, out, out yeah. front of the episode. We're going to spoil yeah. exactly what happens when they go again. That's... And we're going to have a special guest. <laughs> Special guest. Who is it? Womp womp. Uh, it is my friend, Maureen Lee Lenker, and she is a writer for Entertainment Weekly. Oh, shit. And also an actress and all-around good person. Super <laughs> excited to talk with her uh, yeah, and to awesome. share her thoughts on going again. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, I hope you guys come with us uh, when we go again to see. <laughs> I'm not, how Let's many times can we? <laughs> all the times. Yeah, uh, we but go in the, in the meantime. Time while you're waiting for us to go, uh, Elis, where can they find us? Uh, As she says again, yeah, you you can go again. Tell us again, sequelrights.com for all of our episodes and email us sequelrights at gmail.com. We need your ideas for future franchises because this is, as we said, our first twofer. And twofer. Uh, you can find us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at sequelrights. And please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. We find your stars delicious. And I realized uh, the other day, uh, I haven't been saying this for a while, but oh, yeah. I'd like to thank my brother <laughs> for the music at the top of the show. That's right. Who? What? I know you guys love the theme song. He wrote it. Um, you know, it might not be ABBA, but it's pretty good. <laughs> Jordan, you're almost ABBA. So, uh, again, I would like to say, next week, Mamma Mia, here we go again. Here we go again. Here we go again.